This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, baby, we are going to Miami. Benvenido a Miami. (laughs) Miami Gardens, that is. Fun little factoid about where you will find Hard Rock Stadium is that it is, everyone always says, because they co-opted from LeBron James, that everyone always says, oh, and this weekend the Patriots will be taking their talents to South Beach to take, nope, South Beach is actually very far from where Miami Gardens is, and that's where you will find Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, the third or fourth, was it like Joe Robbie or pro player? Then it was Margaritaville Stadium. Landshark. Landshark. Oh, it was Landshark Lager, which was owned by the late, great Jimmy Buffett as well. Lanch, yeah. that's right. And now, of course, it is Hard Rock Stadium, or as we are redubbing it this week here on Six Rings and Football Things, we are dubbing it Fraud Rock Stadium, because this is the Fraud Bowl, as we have determined here on Six Rings and Football Things. And thank you for joining us as at Jumbo Hart, Andy Hart, and at Fitzy GFY, your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here. Preview Patriots at Dolphins, week eight of the 2023 season. This episode, as always, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash six rings to take advantage of some of their fabulous promos like the Thursday night football promo with a no sweat, same game parlay bet. And of course, all the extra monies that you can get by placing a simple $5 wager on this weekend's action. FanDuel.com slash six rings. Now, Andy, Mm. in in this episode, we will of course do our usual preview of the game and then offer our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week on Pats at Finns. And then in the back half, our pal Mike Cadlick, a tremendous contributor to the .com and the Six Rings feed, uh, had a chance to chat up Chris Mason, our pal, from Mass Live yesterday on the state of affairs with the Patriots and all goings-on at Gillette. Tomorrow, folks, our Friday drop this week will be a little behind enemy lines, but it's a special one. It's not just a Miami Dolphins reporter. It's someone who's in tune with everything going on in the AFC East right now. Andy and I will chat up. Henry McKenna, the AFC East beat reporter for We Are Fox Sports. So you're not going to want to miss that one 
as well. Now, Andy, why have we dubbed this the Fraud Bowl? Because both teams could be frauds. Bingo! Let's get a prize for Messier Hart on the South Coast. Now, why, now why they would be frauds is simple. If Miami, who they sit five and two on the season with this turbocharged offense that everyone is so enamored of, and they love the wonderkind coach, and now they're on in-season hard knocks. Yeah, they lit up Denver to the tune of 70 points like the Griswold family Christmas tree earlier. They were down 14 nothing to Carolina. Next thing you know, they rattle off a 42-burger and take care of business once again at Fraud Rock Stadium. But they haven't beaten a team this year with a winning record. On the other side of the ball, the New England Patriots, who seem like one of the teams that Miami could beat each and every given Sunday. As a matter of fact, they did in week two, 24-17 at Gillette. Oh, but if Cole Strange only got that last half yard, how would that one have ended? Be that as it may, the Patriots, if they do not continue with any sort of momentum, there's not even any momentum yet. They can create momentum by winning this game this Sunday and taking advantage of a slightly dinged up Miami Dolphins team. If the Dolphins lose, they're they prove themselves a tad fraudulent. And if the New England Patriots go to Miami Gardens and get waxed once again or just don't even really show up for the game and it's a lopsided affair, then they will walk out of the stadium wearing the fraud belt. And I think it's a most appropriate title for the game. I would like to steal a description from our uh, Red Sox season, which we monitored on over on the Breaking Boston podcast, unfortunately, for much of the year. Um, I think this is a pivotal game in a way. Yes! Thank you. Embrace the pivot. Yes. Matt, every, all the goodwill from Sunday can be wiped out immediately. If you go fall on your face in Miami, Mac Jones, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, the whole thing, Mm -hmm. every, all the smiles and the jokes about your golf game and yucking it up with Evan Washburn post game, the Kendall and Rob Gronkowski going on FanDuel TV this week and kind of making fun of the Patriots for celebrating a win early in the season and Patrick Chung then giving him a little business back. Thank you, Pat Chung. He is currently higher atop Gronk on my former Patriot power rankings just for the day or the week. But I I get it. Yes. Yeah, I know. Obviously, everyone would take Gronk. But Patrick Chung also is a part owner of the Free Jacks and gave me free food and beer and a trip to the game. So I'll take that as well. But yeah, again, you're a fraud analyzing this just like Orlovsky analyzing Matt Oh, bought, sold, and paid for. (laughs) Name your price and old Uncle Fitzy will be there. And support your cause. Uh, no, it's it's a uh, it really is like we joke about like is this a must win game? Like is this a pivotal matchup? This is enormous for the Patriots. Like who you will be defined as in the 2023 season? How we will come to know you? What is the cut of your jib? How tough are you? Do you have the resilience and the fortitude to continue and make last week a comeback for pride, for honor, for season, for coach, for team, for legacy? Yes, that's how big this game is for them. Miami can still easily recover even if they lose on Sunday to the Pats and put together, you know, a playoff caliber season. And the AFC East could be wide open after Sunday. Who knows? Um, It it begins tonight with Buffalo in a little bit of a tailspin themselves playing Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. So we'll get an idea of where things sit as far as the Buffalo Williams go after tonight. Uh, Yeah. Who's going to be the bigger, who's going to be the bigger fraud, Andy. And both teams come in a little dinged up as well. The Patriots, Seemingly, though, getting a little bit better, but now Miami has injuries at, at some crucial spots. I'm sure you guys probably talked up a little bit of that on the Cadillac's Crucial Clashes pod here on the Six Rings feed. You've got Isaiah. They've got uh, offensive line issues. Oh, we're quite familiar with that. You've got 
Tyreek Hill managing something that could very well keep him out of the game. Jalen Waddles back seized up last week in Philadelphia when the Dolphins lost to the Eagles. Jalen Ramsey may make his season's debut, but obviously he'll probably be a little compromised or won't be at 100%. Xavier Howard, he's dinged up. It's almost like the Dolphins are borrowing from Belichick coming in with the laundry list of questionable players on the injury report. Could that potentially be advantage Patriots, or do you think that could lead to some overconfidence on the Patriots that the Dolphins are a tad undermanned and uh, have some field wounds? Well, the first thing we need to acknowledge is, yes, Tyreek Hill might be the most important non-quarterback in football, and he might not play. And that would be a huge benefit to the Patriots. But I think you also have to acknowledge that details haven't necessarily mattered all that often over the years. A, when the Patriots face Tua, or B, when the Patriots face the Dolphins in Miami. Like, Mm -hmm. you can pick the details. They usually favor the Dolphins in the end. House of Horrors, Heat, whatever you want to just kind of tally it up to I you know it's a weird place there's not many places where Tom Brady Bill Belichick the Patriots struggled Miami's one of them um and I do think there's an interesting uh subplot factor here that I don't know if you buy into or not because it is different but so we talked about when the Patriots went to Dallas it was a bad spot because Dallas lost to the Cardinals the year before the week before Mm -hmm. so the, the Dolphins who people think are a Super Bowl contender one of the best teams in football they are banged up they're coming off a loss to the Eagles. I don't know if that makes this a bad spot because I, I don't think there's any shame in the, the Dolphins losing to the Eagles. The, that could be a Super Bowl no. preview. Like, that's not a bad loss for them. Um, but it may motivate them. It may sort of refocus them. And you may be refocused by the fact that, oh, we don't know if Hill's going to play. If he does play, we don't know if he'll mm-hmm. be the you know spark to the offense, the 900-plus receiving yards through seven games kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um So there's a lot of those details here, but as a tried and true you people, and that's you, do you fear Miami? And I don't mean the team. I don't mean Mike McDaniel or Tyreek Hill. I mean, do you just fear the idea, the idea that a New England Mm -hmm. team is getting on a plane and heading south and landing in Miami and playing in Miami Gardens? Like, do you buy that whole idea? Like, just stuff goes wrong there. Yeah. Uh, oh, and that you're perpetuating uh, lore, the idea, like just for some reason, they always have to crap the yeah. bed down there. Like we yeah. can't win there. Yeah. Uh, it's a mindset. Yes. And I'm sure former players will tell you that they do everything they can under the sun all week long to be coached out of it, talked out of it, to prepare for all the conditions. But I think it's Fourier who first told me this and other players have echoed a similar sentiment that no matter how much you prepare for the heat and the humidity that even if you like simulate it back home, once you get there, it still just like envelops you. It's like you're wearing a jacket. You're in a sauna the whole time. So I buy the environmental conditions. And then if you, if you're not strong-minded enough, if you're, if you can't sort of push past the idea that many times your team has come down there, a favorite, a superior squad and failed, then that that's on you. They should be met. They should have the fortitude. They should have the, the strength of will to be able to push past that because there have been some big wins down there. The 2011 oh, yeah. Monday night affair, the 2014 game, I believe it was the big Michael Floyd hit um, 2019. Oh, but the Antonio Brown game. We remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, there've been some wins down there as well, but if you're going to win in Miami, Andy, this is probably as important a time and there couldn't be a better time for the Patriots. This would be 
massive in, in so many ways for them. And I also think there's guys on this roster. I'm going to say Jabril Peppers doesn't, doesn't give a rat's ass that they're going to Miami. Like, I don't think he cares. I don't think he sees, oh, my God, I see ghosts. I see skeletons of losses past in hard rock. No, yeah. screw that. I don't think Demario Douglas gives a rat's katukas. He, he don't know what he don't know in terms of Patriots Miami history, right? Like, so right. I think you could argue there are some playmakers that don't care. That's actually a good point in that these guys that aren't, weren't part of the, you know, we struggle with the whole idea of like, yeah, but you know, where's that? We need more dynasty legacy. We need more winners to teach these guys how to win and what the Patriot way is all about leadership in the locker room. And what if these guys just, I wasn't here for it. I'm just playing on this football team now. It doesn't mean shit to me. Like I'll come in. I'll just, come, I'm just going to go ball out and play my game. That may, this may actually be one of the times where players not having familiarity with the struggles during the double dynastic run of what it was like to go down to Miami and lose a game. You were a 10 point favorites. Like no one here was on the team when on Monday night football, Tom Brady fell on his ass and threw an interception. Right. And, and I think maybe that could be a good thing. Now I'm just throwing factors out there. We'll find sure. out how the game plays out. Sure. They could fall on their face yet again. Uh, you know, the heat is real. And mm -hmm. you know, how about your guy, Mike Gasicki? going to play his, his former, former employer. employer. Yes. Yeah, and done. coming off his first touchdown and coming mm -hmm. off his first gritty of the season and Ugh. those types of things. So it's really, this is more of a pick em kind of game than I think the spread would indicate. And the overall Feels that way, you know, it's five and two versus two and five. Like that's what it is on paper. And uh -huh. two and five historically loses to five and two at five and two's house. Like this should be a uh -huh. layup. And I think some of that is reflected in the spread that actually dropped from like 12 and a half down to nine and a half, probably uh -huh. in light of the Tyreek Hill injury concerns and missing practice. Um, by the way, theirs is longer than yours. What's that? What's that? Excuse me. There's the longer... injury, injury report. report. Thank you very much for bringing some adults into the room at the tail end of the pod. Uh, yes. A current check of the forecast for Sunday as well uh, shows us that we are looking right now. All right. Sunday, according to acuweather.com, times of clouds and sun with a shower in places, breezy and humid, high of 84 so uh, with an 88% chance of precipitation at some and many points. Could It just should say Miami forecast. Right. That's, I, like, and we would all, you and I would both say like, oh, so low 80s, kind of humid, chance of spotty rain. Got it. Right. It is um, like the Belichick weather simulator could not have programmed it any better. So I'm going to ask you a, a weird question. Like, okay, I'll just open-ended question. Yeah, let's get freaky. Why not? What's the biggest single factor in this game? Uh, the, the New England Patriots offensive line. Once I agree again. with you. Now, I think superficially on a national level. I think if you said the single biggest factor in this game, people will say, is Tyreek Hill going to play? Tyreek Hill's health. Well, mm -hmm. all I've heard from Patriots fans is how Jonathan Jones and the rest of your defense has negated Tyreek Hill every time they've played him. Well, held him in check. He hasn't gone off for right. one, 180 and two tutties. But so if he doesn't play, it's not really going to affect the Dolphins because you were going to negate him anyway. So they were going to have to score in a different way anyway. Mm -hmm. And he like may have scored. Year. I mean, he's scored against the Patriots. He just, you know, oh, he he ends up with Jonathan Jones. He don't stop do anything. it. Uh, zero uh, targets, zero catches. Some, some, zero some yards, people are pulling yards. out their AirPods and their buds right now, and they're wiping their ears because the sarcasm is starting to drip into their canal. So just <laughs> mind yourself, please. Um. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But what I was going to say is. Uh, that's the obvious and easy choice. But if you think about it, it really, it just comes down to the Patriots offensive line 
continuity, hopefully starting the same five, rolling out the same five that got the job done last week and only gave up one sack for four yards. You're contending with Van Ginkle, who destroyed Vidarian Lowe, and Calvin Anderson, rather, week two. He's quick off the edge. You got Jalen Phillips. He's been a little compromised, but he'll still probably be a game time go. Then you got to deal with Christian Wilkins, who hates him some Patriots and is looking to be a well-paid, highly regarded defensive tackle. And Bradley Chubb, who Bill Belichick just absolutely adores. That's a pretty ferocious front. If your guys with a when who kicked out at right tackle can hold the fort, things, you know, that they should be able to be in this game, regardless of the, the health and well-being of Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey, who, if they both play, still won't be at 100%, but obviously give the Patriots fits as well. And I'll tell you, Andy, in like I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but the metrics of Mac Jones's efficiency and the offense's productivity when you don't have both So and Moffy in the lineup together and you only have but one of them, usually So, not Moffy. So you'd look at hopefully Trent Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews, City So, Mike Onwenu. That is their best line. That by far grades out as their best. They're their most productive when they have that line in there. And I think if they trot those guys out there Sunday, this is the best way the Pats can get after it. And also, let's make the same point we did a couple days ago on our recap and grading pod. You need to go up with that same, I want Rager, I want I want Pop Douglas, your boy, let's get some pop culture, and Kendrick Bourne again, who over the last two games is averaging eight catches and 77 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, no, I'm all for the Mike on when who solidifies the line. Let's get that line back out there, even though Bill pretends, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it, and we're not going to tell you where he's going to play. Um, as I said on Cadillac's Crucial Clashes edition, I think the Dolphins would say thank you if you don't play Mike Onwenu at right tackle. I think that's a win for the Dolphins that they would accept, um, mm-hmm. whether they know about it or not. Uh, Demario Douglas, Kendrick Bourne, to me, are now the um, sparks of the offense. The flip side... The Dolphins don't have great tight end play, which I think benefits the Patriots because that's mm-hmm. been a little bit of a weakness. Now, they don't have a tight end that's going to, like, there is no somebody who's going to break out and we're all going to be ruining the day and citing his name on the Six Rings postgame, are we? Probably not. I mean, I have, they have a, a rookie tight end that I'm not even sure who he is. So could he mm-hmm. stun me? I, I have no idea. Maybe. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel will scheme something up. Maybe they do it with Braxton Berrios to target oh, the middle of the field. Wouldn't that be you terrible? Got your old friend. Um, that could be a possibility. But this is, it's an interesting game because I do think it's a better matchup than it would appear on paper. Like statistically, the Dolphins have the number one offense. They're blowing away records. They're going to score a million points, the whole thing. They have a top 10 defense, but the injuries are real for them and the injuries are real important and they, they affect the speed. Because my biggest concern in this matchup is... I think you struggle to match up athletically with the healthy Dolphins. They have yeah. a lot of guys that are fast, yeah, athletic, yeah. like, but a lot of the guys that are good and fast and athletic may not be playing in this game, and if they do play, may not be up to their athletic best and speedy best, and I think that could be a major benefit for a Patriots team that's also, by the way, dealing with their own injuries, and you're not going to have Gonzalez and Judon and those guys, and Uche, right. we'll see. Um so health is going to be a factor. The 90 minutes before the game, when we find out who's active, who's not active, who is going to gut it out at less than mm-hmm. 100%, but was able to go through the pregame routine. Like that's a key factor. That 1130 um, announcement, when we find that out, that's usually people care about that for fantasy purposes across the league. Oh, no, this we game, need, we, yeah, very important that 90 minutes. 
hugely important at 11.30 in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will find out who your inactives will be. If there are any practice squad elevations, we'll keep you abreast of that and make sure you follow at Mike Cadlick for all the latest leading up to kickoff Sunday. And don't you forget to listen to the Six Rings post-game show live on WEEI with Fitzy, Hart, Cadlick, Fourier, and a cast of thousands. All right. And now, Andy, as always, it's the part that everyone looks forward to. It is the segment of the week. It's everyone's favorite. That's right. Time for the FanDuel Sportsbook. Patriots, six rings and football things. Bet of the week brought to you, of course, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. I'm going to keep it real simple here for you, Hart. I'm just going to run back what I did last week. I won both of my bets last week. I took the Patriots against the spread. They were getting eight and a half against the Buffalo Williams, and they had an over under 15 and a half total points. They scored 29. They won the game outright, let alone covering the eight and a half. So I'm just going to run it back. They are a nine and a half point dog in Miami against the Dolphins. I think they're going to win the game outright, but I'm not going to put all my money where that particular part of my mouth is. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was coming. So I will take the Patriots. I'll take the Patriots against that spread. Give me those nine and a half points. I do think they're going to win the game outright. And their point total over under on FanDuel, 17 and a half points. I think the Patriots score in the low 20s. Can the pass rush find a little more juvenation this week? Maybe Uche comes back to spell. Uh, Keon White could come back. They need bodies. Like you said, the inactives will be so important. So give me Patriots over 17 and a half total points as a team. That's at minus 108, I believe. And I'll take the Patriots getting nine and a half. So as much as I say this is a weird matchup because I don't think it's quite the two and five, five and two Patriots in Miami, everything falls apart, nine and a half point favorites. Um, I also want to be careful not to fall victim to recency bias and say mm -hmm. the Patriots we saw on Sunday are the Patriots we're going to see that Mac Jones we saw on Sunday, because guess what? This team and this quarterback has given me more reason to not believe in them than it has to believe in them this year. They've given me one real game to believe in them, and that was this past week. So I'm going to fight the urge um, oh. to fall victim to <laughs> recency bias. Um, and I think Miami at home is a good team. I think Tua is a good quarterback. Tua has beaten you. I think they have yeah. athletes and a good coach. And I'm not sure their good coach is going to just say, well, I don't have Tyree Kill, so I'm not going to come up with anything. No. no, if anything, I think that Mike's, makes Mike McDaniel more dangerous. I think he's scheming up more this week. I think he's And he have Mostert is a little dinged up as well, so you oh, could yeah. see no, no, no. more. They have issues. Yeah, but yeah you got maybe. It's a, is it a Jeff Wilson game? Could be. And he's pretty good, too. He can yeah. he can make you look bad, too, if you're Jawan Bentley in the open field. So. I'm going to take Miami and I'm going to lay the points because I need the Patriots to show me that they can do this. I need Mac to show me that he can do this, that he's not going to wilt, that if something goes wrong, can he play two clean games in a row? Can they play clean games? And I think that's always key. And they still have some questions in that area. Um, so I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to lay those points because it is Miami, because it is Tua, and it is the Patriots who have played the totality of this season, not just Sunday's game. And then. My my prop bet, oh, which I found over our, at our friends at FanDuel. I I'm a big fan of FanDuel, and I'm also a big fan of. I apologize, everybody. I'm so sorry. Bets that come to fruition very quickly. That you find mm -hmm. out whether you're a winner or a loser very quickly, like that yep. instant gratification. Like yeah, national like, anthem, opening kickoff, first play from first scrimmage, pitch, the velocity in a major league baseball game. Is it going to be over 93 and a half? I love betting those types of things. Mm -hmm. First score in an NBA game. Well. They have a nice little uh, prop bet on FanDuel that is 
will the Patriots and the Dolphins each complete their first pass of the afternoon? And I will go with, yes, the two Alabama quarterbacks will complete their first passes because I think both will want to get off to sort of cautious starts. They could be little mm -hmm. dump offs to Ramondre Stevenson and Jeff Wilson or screens or maybe a Hunter Henry easy little flat throw for Mac Jones. So I'm saying, yes, both Tua and Mac will complete their first passes of the day. How about that? There you go. Your FanDuel Sportsbook bets of the week from the six ring bros. Fitzy's taking the Patriots, getting nine and a half points and over 17 and a half team total points. Andy says the Dolphins will cover that cruel, heartless, no good turncoat son of a blank. He's taking the Dolphins, giving up nine and a half against the Patriots. And his propositional is that both teams complete their first pass of the game. That right there is a moneymaker. I look forward to uh, basking in your sorrows as the Patriots both cover and win the game on Sunday during the post-game show. And of course, if not, you can troll and roll me all you want because that's how you do. All right, folks, thanks for listening to this edition of Six Rings and Football Things. That's the first leg of the pod. Don't go anywhere. Make sure you now enjoy the back end where Mike Cadlick caught up with Mass Live's Chris Mason on the state of the Patriots. And we will talk to you all tomorrow as well when we go behind enemy lines and take a look at the Patriots versus the Dolphins and all things AFC East with our pal Henry McKenna from Fox Sports. This has been a presentation of WEEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Thank you, Justin Turpin. Good job as always, Hart. Give him a follow at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Let's find out. Can it be a fish squish? Miami's wearing those nice all-white 80s-style throwback outfits. Those are pretty fresh, too. You know yeah, they know. say, look good, play good, lay the points. Yeah. Do the Pats, can they wear silver pants again? Or is it going to be like the all, is it going to be like the, oh, the color rush blue? Probably be the blue, right? Uh, if they do, we're in trouble. All right. And on that note, here, here comes Cadillac and Mason. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right. Welcome back into the Six Rings and Football Things podcast here on WEI Odyssey Sports and 2400 Sports. I am Mike Cadillac for WEI.com. And we are here again with our beat reporter chat down at Gillette Stadium. And I am joined by none other than Chris Mason from Mass Live. Chris, thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? Good, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Um, so Patriots obviously coming off a huge win uh, this past weekend, 29-24 over the Bills. Uh, actually looked like a competent football team. Looks like they, if they played like that, they could have uh, you know, competed the whole way down here. But uh, now going into Miami, I want to get your thoughts on the Bills game, on the Dolphins game. Uh, but first, I wanted to quickly get your thoughts on a uh, quarterback transaction the Patriots made on Tuesday, uh, waiving Malik Cunningham, now subject to waivers. Uh, they had just signed him to their active roster uh, 10 days ago. Uh, now they make the move. They've sort of been in this, I guess, wishy-washy sort of quarterback situation uh, the whole season. Uh, I know there's obviously, you know, roster rules manipulation that they have to go through, injuries that come up. Um, but what do you make of it? Uh, do you think they'll be able to get him back? And what do you make of, I guess, the whole you know quarterback situation from there? I think they just hate their backup quarterback situation. Yeah. Like that's ultimately what I think it comes down to. Where Bill kind of showed you this at the end of training camp, where Mac was the only one left on the roster after final cuts. And I think it's kind of been musical chairs there since. Where I, I think he's just looking for some sort of answer because clearly they're not in love with Zappy based on how this has gone. They claim Will Greer off the scrap heap and, you know, that he hasn't climbed the depth chart. And I think Malik was something different. In addition to that, I think they're confident they can get him back on the practice squad, given the fact that he cleared waivers once at the end of training camp 
And there's nothing really on film from that um, Vegas game that's really, I think, going to have teams chomping at the bit, bit. So I do think they're going to be able to get him back, and I think that factors into the equation. But ultimately, I just don't think they love the backup quarterbacks right now. Yeah, it's odd. I think, I mean, you're right. They they clearly think they can get him back on waivers. Bill even told us that this morning, or not on waivers, on uh, post-waivers uh, back on the practice squad. He told us that this morning, so... Um, we'll see what happens, but it kind of feels like, I know it's a different situation because Amir Speed was on the 53-man roster, but they cut him, probably hoping to get him back on the practice squad or, you know, in some form or fashion like that, and then he gets claimed by Indy. So when you put guys up, there's the ability to, you know, have them taken. It happened, uh, like you said, over at the end of uh, training camp. They cut Zappi. They cut Cunningham. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we'll try and see. We'll, we'll see if he comes back, but uh, definitely an, an interesting situation there. So... Um, before we preview Patriots Dolphins, uh, just your thoughts sort of on what the Patriots did this weekend in their win against the Bills, um, what they might have done differently, what you saw um, that made this offense click, that made you know, the defense be able to contain Stefan Diggs, even with J.C. Jackson on the field, who is normally, you know, the uh, or Stefan Diggs had been his kryptonite, really. Um, so I just general thoughts on what you saw from the game and if they can, you know, continue to do that moving forward. I think the biggest difference and it's not a sexy answer was the offensive line like the offensive line play was significantly better mac jones had more time and having said that bill o'brien was still scheming up a ton of quick game a ton of things like that but the offensive line looked solid and i think that changed everything and you even saw that on the late drive where trent brown had to come out for three plays and then suddenly it's a mess again you know it looks like they finally have their five guys there and moving on one to tackle really was a game changer because right tackle has been an absolute sieve thus far and i think that changed things I also think getting the ball to Ramondre Stevenson was huge. That's one thing that was kind of glossed over in the last drive where it's, you know, quarterback's always going to get the credit and he's always going to get the blame. That's just how it goes. Ramondre was huge on that drive. He had almost 50 of the 75 yards himself. So I think getting the ball in his hands has really helped too. Um, And as far as Diggs, I think they did a good job on him, but I also think that Josh Allen does look off right now. Like I think there's something to the shoulder where he's listed on the injury report he had digs a couple of times and just missed them. Yeah. And that's obviously going to help your yeah. cost too. But by and large, I think they did a, they did well enough. The tight end thing is weird where it's the second week in a row that a tight end has kind of gotten the defense. And you think with right. the Patriots safety room, you know, that should be a strength, but that could just be allocating more towards receivers like digs receivers like that. But yeah, they finally put together a complete game. The offensive line looked way better and you saw the results. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's a good point with Josh Allen, too. Clearly something's off, whether it's, you know, whether it's health or whether it's their offense, because he's ripped this team to shreds the last yes. five, six games they've played. Um, a quick question for you on the offensive line um, with them putting on Wendell back at right tackle. It, it's almost like it finally came to a head where they had to do it. What do you think made them be so uh, standoffish with not putting him out there yet? And do you think they'll move forward with him this week? I think you got to keep him there based on the results, but I have no idea what the reticence has been this whole time to yeah. move him out there. And I thought it was weird, too, that Bill has twice now brought up, like, well, I'm going to talk to Mike about that. And I want to said, like, I'll play anywhere, whatever. But it's, it's just interesting to me because Bill doesn't usually do that. You know, he's not usually like, well, I'm going to consult the player on this and then right. move forward. So I don't know. Some of it might just be familiarity, but it's not even, like, going from, like, right guard to right tackle – it's obviously a change, but it's not like you're switching, you're flipping sides completely right. where now all your footwork is backwards and everything like that, where it's a different position, but it's not like you're doing, you're going from being right-handed to being left-handed on it. 
So I, I do think that he'll stay there moving forward, but I, I, it is kind of weird how he's been like, well, I'll, I'll talk to Mike about it. Yeah, I agree. I think that is odd. Uh, you would think that, you know, Unwinda would want to do whatever to help the team win. It kind of sounds like he's he's saying those right things now, but it is interesting the fact that Bill kind of brought that up twice now. Um, so moving forward to the Dolphins, uh, Patriots heading to Miami this weekend, taking them on 1 o'clock kickoff in Miami. Uh, the last time these two teams played was week two. Sunday night football, Patriots were in their reds, and they played them tight, ended up losing 24-17. Um, Jonathan Jones did not play. He has been um, someone who was solid against uh, Tyree Kill in the past. Um, he'll be back this week. He should be anyway. Obviously, we'll see what happens with practice this week, but he's been playing. He's good to go. Um, Miami coming off a loss to the Eagles, 31-17. The last time the Patriots were in this position following a win, Against the Jets, they played the Dallas Cowboys, who had just lost the game. They come in and or they go down to Dallas and they sort of get their uh, get their stuff rocked. I'll say. Uh, now going to Miami, Miami coming off a loss. They were five and one. Now they're five and two. Uh, one of the most high powered offenses in the NFL. Uh, I want to get your thoughts just on the game, how they can stop it. Um, we mentioned before we started recording that three deep safety look the Patriots used in Week One. Obviously, had Christian Gonzalez to help on those two um, with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waldo as well. He's now out. So, um, what's it? Six weeks later, playing Miami again. What do you make of the matchup, and uh, what can they do to win to kind of uh, win this game? So, like we were talking about a bit before, I love the defensive game plan week two, where the three safety. You know, this morning Bill usually does. Uh, he goes in depth on every opponent, and he's like, "Well, I just did this a few weeks ago, but explosive." And that's that's Miami, right? They're so explosive, so. I thought that was super smart. Just keep everything in front of you. And, you know, Miami still scored 25 points in that game, so it's not like they completely shut him down. But you kept him in a spot where if your offense can score too, you can win that game. Now Miami's seen that look. They might adjust to it. And like you alluded to, the personnel is going to be different this time around. Um, but this game could really go one of two ways. Like, I could see it being really close, or I could just see Miami, like, going off. Yep. Good Patriots teams have always seemed to struggle in Miami. It, it's it's a really tough, tough game. But I do think the offensive line should help things moving forward. Like the Patriots adjustments, I do think. I don't think that's going to be a flash in the pan. I think that's something that they can build off of and move forward. People never want to talk about the offensive line because it's kind of a dull topic. Right. But it's so important. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like finding an answer there is going to make everything a little easier. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, we mentioned before, I've talked about it the last you know three or four days now since Sunday's win that Mac Jones hadn't played well this season. I've been a proponent of it hasn't been all his fault. Like the offensive line has struggled. The weapons around him have struggled for the last really two, three years now since he's been here. They finally sort of put it together last week. Mac Jones looks really good. And now all of a sudden everyone's high and back on Mac now. So um, one more question for you on this game before we get your final score prediction. Um, if they keep the offensive line the same, if the weapons continue to you know play well, we saw Tamario Douglas have a good game. Kendrick Bourne, outside of the fumble, looked pretty solid to me anyway. Um, if they keep it like that, can Mac do it again two weeks in a row? Do you have faith in Mac to you know command the offense like he did last week? I do, and especially against this Dolphins defense, which doesn't really impress me. You know, I think they actually have a few games in a row now where the offense can build some momentum if they just keep from beating themselves, if they keep doing the little things, they keep moving in the right direction. So I do think this is a Dolphins defense. The Patriots will be able to score on again. Yeah. All right, and one last thing for um, our good friend Chris Mason from Mass Live here on the Six Rings Beat Reporter check-in. 
Um, I don't know if you do final score predictions, if you want to get into that, but uh, how do you think this game goes? And if you want to give a final score prediction of Patriots versus Dolphins. Ultimately, I, I do think the Patriots are going to lose this game. I've seen it happen too many times in Miami. I'll give you a prediction. I will go Dolphins 34, Patriots 27. I, I think there's going to be some scoring here. I would hammer the over, I guess, because I can't imagine it's going to be like more than 60. <laughs> um, I think there are going to be some points, but I do think ultimately Miami wins this game. I like it. Thanks, Chris. All right, 34-27. Uh, Dolphins, according to Mass Lives, Chris Mason. You'll be able to check out my final score prediction and how I think this game will go on Thursday's edition with myself and Andy Hart with our crucial clashes taking on checking out the matchups uh, of Sunday's game in Miami. Chris, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will be back again, like I said, Thursday and Friday with all of your Patriots coverage here on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast feed. So make sure you rate, review, subscribe. And check out uh, FanDuel.com slash Six Rings, and you can get uh, some bonus bets there because we are presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. So, Chris, again, thanks for joining us. You can follow Chris on Twitter at ByChrisMason. Got it right. All right, good. It's a quick nod from Chris. So uh, check him out. Check out all of his work uh, over at MassLive.com. And uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.